This episode of The 7-Minute Mentor is brought to you by Captivate.fm, the home of the serious independent podcaster. With a unique toolkit dedicated to helping you to grow and monetize your podcast audience, you should get started today and take seven days on us for free at Captivate.fm. The 7-Minute Mentor. Build your business in just seven minutes per day. Brought to you by Excellence Expected, where entrepreneurs come to excel. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode 578 of The 7-Minute Mentor with me, Mark Asquith. And today, it is the day of my TED Talk. That's right, this month I've been talking to you about my experience of developing and landing and crafting and creating and executing a really well-received TEDx talk. And I've talked you right up to the day. And this is where I'm going to take you behind the scenes of what exactly happened during the full day of that TEDx talk. But I'm going to do that in just a moment because I want to give you a cheeky little reminder that tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to be doing my free coaching. Now, normally I do this on Fridays, but I've got a bit of a day off on Friday. So I've moved it to Thursday And that means that at 4 p.m. UK, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, you can come and join me for some free coaching completely for free. It's half an hour of my time, totally unadulterated. You get to see a little bit behind the scenes at my tech company, Rebel Base Media. But more so, you get my unadulterated attention answering your questions live and also questions that have been submitted from my audience on how to build a better business as a founder. So come along to that session. You can get all the information at excellence-expected.com forward slash free coaching. Also, I was uh, thinking this this through this, you know, how to kind of get this message over to you about the TEDx talk and, and how to, you know, one of the things to max out on with this. And one of the things that struck me that I've not talked to you about is how I'd linked in my email platform. So Aweber, as you know, they're my, they're my email marketing partner of choice. They're a partner on this podcast, The 7-Minute Mentor. But what I did was I made it really clear. You're not allowed to promote really on your TEDx talk, but I made it really clear that I was a founder and that I had more insights to give when I gave my talk. And I made sure that on my website, I revamped my opt-ins, okay? And Aweber powers all of that. So It's a vital thing to do to get this channel shift going where you do your talk and then you move over to something like, okay, let's get these guys onto an email list and try to build a bit of an audience up, okay? Aweber does that for me. Of course, you can still get your three months for free over at Aweber, excellence-expected.com forward slash Aweber. And that's going to help you to kind of migrate these people that see you speaking over into paying customers or to, to, you know, to loyal fans and audience members. So go and check that out, excellence-expected.com forward slash Aweber. Now, with jet lag from my speaking gig at Harvard University only a day or so earlier, I arrived at the venue for my first ever TEDx talk back in the UK. But what was the day really like behind the scenes? Well, I can tell you it was actually really rather pleasant. Now, tomorrow I'm going to tell you what went wrong on stage and how I handled it. But what happened on the day, and this is a, a you know a, a simple run through, is that I, went, I got there for eight o'clock and it was already really professionally set up. So the stage was all set with the famous TEDx styrofoam cutouts. We had a film crew on set. We had all the sound recording on set. We had the screen all set up with the slides. You know, it was all really well put together. And I turned up and basically, you just get to rehearse your talk. Now, I actually refused 
the offer. I said I didn't want to rehearse my full talk. And the reason for that is think back to what I told you about rehearsing. I knew the story beats. If I relied too much on telling verbatim the story, I knew I would mess it up. What I needed to do was step back and rely on my subconscious. I had to rely on what I knew. I had to go back to kind of muscle memory. Okay. And I had to just, I'm really comfortable on stage and I'm better on stage when I'm not worried. So I didn't want to think to myself, right, shit, shit, shit. Let's practice, practice, practice right up to going on stage. Cause I'd have been burnt out. I'd have been overthinking it. I'd have been stumbling across my words. So instead, all I did was I went on stage I got my bearings, got a feel for the stage, stood in the famous red TEDx spot, got a feel for the lighting rig, how many rows back I could see because my parents were coming and I wanted them to be in the front few rows so I could see, frankly, their reaction to certain things that I was saying in my talk because it's, it's very personal talk. Um, and I just got a feel for the light in the stage. And then I helped a lot of the other speakers. A lot of the speakers hadn't spoken before in public. So I helped a lot of those with their prep, um, you know, and, and a lot of them were asking because they knew of me, um, not in an egotistical way, but they knew that I'd done some speaking because obviously you look people up that are speaking with you. Um, and they, you know, they were asking for tips and tricks. Um, and I, I just did what I normally do. You know, on the day of the talk, I ran through my same pre-talk process. I went into the green room behind the scenes, which was, uh, which was set up nice. We had pizza in there free drinks in there. It was really lovely, chilled out. And I just, I just literally, all I'd rehearsed was the changes between scenes, the, the slides. If you think of each slide that I had as a scene, I didn't have many of them at all. They were just scene changes. So I just rehearsed the transitions between them because that was the, they, they, that was the important part. They were sort of the, um, like the, the gut punches, you know, they were the, the emotional pieces. Then I rehearsed the key lines at the end, choose happiness, choose control. Okay. Then just before I went on stage, I did something that I always do. I've got a pre-stage routine and this is it. Okay. I went behind the scenes, stayed in the green room and I did, this is back to what my old granddad taught me. He said, if you want to calm down, if you want to start your morning off, right, all you need to do is take 10 big, deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, really slowly, meditatively, meditatively, even that's what I do. Okay. 10 deep breaths in, through the nose, 10 deep breaths out, calms the heart rate, slows you down, means that you're talking a lot slower. You know me, I I, 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 I talk fast. <laughs> There's no point pretending, all right? But when I'm talking on stage, I don't. I purposefully slow myself down. And I make every point count, just like that. I'm very good at enunciation. I'm very good at just telling the story with the right beats, Okay. Then just as I went on stage, I did something that I always do. Okay. I rehearse the first line over and over five times, 10 times before I walk on stage, because I know after that my subconscious takes over and I'm just telling my stories. And I've, re I've realized that I've rehearsed so well, my scene changes that I'm all good. And then walking onto the stage, nice and easy. I do the thing. And I did the thing that I always do. I walk on and for 10 seconds, I say absolutely nothing. I walk on and the second that I start walking up the stairs, I start counting. Step one, up to the stage. One, two, three, and so on, up to 10. Now, the reason that I do this is the biggest mistakes that public speakers tend to make are twofold. Number one, they walk about too much. And I still do a little bit too much of that in my view. But number two, they're too eager to talk. So then they end up spluttering their words out. They're too eager to prove that they know what they're doing. But if you walk on a stage, a public speaking stage, and you don't say anything anything for a few seconds, the audience are in the palm of your hand. 
because it shows stature and composure. It shows that you are confident and it shows that you can slow yourself down enough and control that arena. Okay. And then I delivered that first line just as I delivered it 10 times before in the rehearsal. And I told the story. Afterwards, cheeky little bow, stepped off stage, thanked the audience, step off stage. And then that was it. You know, after the day was done, we watched the other speakers, wrapped up for the day and frankly, mingled a little bit with, with the audience. And then honestly, that was it. We just left. My parents and I just left along with everyone else. It was the evening closed down and we just left. And, you know, it was a really touching moment for me as I was leaving. I was walking back through the university. Two of the, two of the girls that had been in the audience ran up to me and, and stopped me and they actually asked a coordinator to stop me. And they, they just said, listen, thank you so much. I'm going through some stuff with my family. Um, and what you said has, has changed how I approach that. It, it, it's done me a lot of good. I needed this at this point in my life. So you've got to learn. You'd never know who you're going to affect. All right. And that's what happened behind the scenes. Okay. Now a few things didn't go quite as planned and not that you can ever tell when you watch the video, but a couple of things didn't go as planned. And I'm going to talk to you about those on Friday and exactly what I did to recover. Okay. Like I said, you can't even tell because it's all about how you recover. So until Friday, guys, thank you so very much. See you on the free coaching tomorrow. And until the next time, never forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel.